Do you want to reach the people that you love most with the good news of God's grace? Join author and international evangelist Sammy Tippett as he interviews Christian leaders who will ignite your passion to bring others to Christ. I want to welcome all of you to our Run Like a Champion Facebook post, also our our Passion, Ignite Your Passion podcast, and I want to say that today is a very special day. You can see our setup here right now, those of you who are watching this by Facebook. You can see this is not a normal setup because I'm normally interviewing someone in another place, but I have a very special person in my office today. Dr. Desta is from uh, Ethiopia, and God has been using him in such a mighty way, and uh, I am so thrilled to have him uh, here. So if, if you know someone, you need to share this. You, you need to share this particular post with others because you're going to hear some things that will just uh, amaze you what God is doing. And, you know, God's at work around the world, and one of the places he's at work is in Ethiopia. So Dr. Desta, welcome. We, we appreciate you being here with us. And why don't you just uh, take a few moments and, um, first of all, tell us who you are, and then let's talk a little about Ethiopia, and then we'll go into what is what is happening there. I am Desta Langana uh, Leta, and uh, I am uh, <clears throat> husband of one wife, and uh, I have five children who are grown up. My eldest one is 31, and my last one is 23 years old. And uh, I am a, I am I've been a Christian for the last 50 years, and all my family are Christian, and I am so much thankful that Jesus redeemed my life, and He made me to be the servant in His kingdom work. Amen, amen. And uh, it, I I heard about you. A dear friend of mine who has a heart for revival first told me about you and uh, who lives up in Michigan and he he told me of, of what God was doing in your ministry but I think it's important probably for people to know a little about Ethiopia and and then your work and then we'll talk about what God is doing so tell us uh, Ethiopia is is an unusual place it's in East Africa yes. uh, and it's gone through some really tough times yeah Ethiopia is an amazing nation. You know, Ethiopia is, uh, it is mentioned 46 times in the Bible. Yeah. So God knows even it was mentioned from the time of creation in Genesis chapter 2. And also, you know, we all read about the amazing story of King of Sheba, who was the king of Ethiopia. She visited Solomon. She has got a child for him. And she introduced one God worship uh, since, since then. So Ethiopia has been, you know, God-fearing and God-worshipping nation. And also, you know, Ethiopian eunuch was Ethiopian. So he brought Christianity to Ethiopia. Even after that, uh, two missionaries from Syria came to Ethiopia in 330. So for the last 1,600, 1,670 uh, 1, years, Ethiopia was a Christian nation. So Ethiopia is often called a Christian island in the Sea of Islam. It is what the what people normally call it. And this nation, actually, this Christianity became a bit, you know, nominal or traditional Christianity. So it was in 19, 1920s, evangelical Christianity came to my home place, which is called the southern part of Ethiopia, now dominantly Christian. At this time, about 75%, the whole southern region are Christian. But my home place is 
called Kambata, which is now about 95% uh, evangelical Christian. But when missionaries came to that area 70 years ago, or sorry, 90 years ago, the 100% these were animistic people. They worship idols, they worship witchcrafts, they worship trees and the rivers and the mountains and so and so forth. So God, by His grace, just brought Christians, uh, missionaries to that area, and now Christianity is really dominating, dominating that area. Regarding Ethiopia, you know, in, in Ethiopia, Ethiopian church suffered a lot because of, for example, evangelical Christianity started when during Second World War, when Italians were invading. What happened was Italians wanted the, the whole nation to be you know, to be indoctrinated with Catholicism. But what happened was Italians tortured, beaten, and killed, and, you know, imprisoned the, the few Christians, but they stood strong in their faith. After that, also, Ethiopian Evangelical Church was suffered by, you know, uh, Coptic Orthodox, but still the church persists, the church, you know, sustained in that. But, you know, the huge, huge challenge uh, took place during communism. Communism yeah. took over Ethiopia 1974 through 1991. Churches were confiscated, Christians were beaten, imprisoned, and many were killed. But, you know, God sustained Ethiopian evangelical church. Now, now, let yeah. me ask you real quick. You were a young person during yes, that time, yes, is that yes, right? Yes, so, yes, uh, How did that affect you? Uh, you? You know, I was a young boy. Actually, I was very, 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 you know, active. And, you know, the communist cadre saw me that I am, I am maybe I am one of the threats for their, you know, for their philosophy. So they put me in prison. They mm -hmm. tortured me a lot. But that torture and that imprisonment really increased my love my love for Jesus, my passion uh, for ministry, and I became very, you know, active uh, in ministry. But more than everything, you know, God, that challenge brought me, brought a life of prayer, a life of prayer yeah, in my that, life. That was what when we were talking yes. earlier that really touched my heart. Yeah. The more you were persecuted, the more you the more Yes, yes. You know, you, you, know, you, know, you know, when persecution comes, we do not have any hope, you know. The only thing we depended on God. For that reason, we have been praying day and night, almost fasting 30 days, almost praying the whole night. You know, that prayer actually brought amazing, amazing revival. Even after that, during communism, I was in university. I was university student, prayer, uh, prayer band leader. After that, I was assigned by the government to a certain area where there was no Christian. We started from nothing. But I, I taught in the government school physics because I graduated my undergrad in physics. I taught physics in the government institution, but I was doing maybe 75% of my work was, you know, evangelism, training, and so on and so forth. So after nine years, over 1,000 people came to Christ Amen. and many churches were planted. So it is actually... It is because of prayer. Yeah. And I, let's turn the corner with you saying that, and let's talk about the prayer movement that is that is taking place now. But before we get to that, I think probably we, there's a testimony of someone 
that I uh, that you shared with me, the man who was a witch doctor. Yes. And uh, he twenty two generations of yes, witch sir. doctors, and yes. everyone came to him. Yeah. Tell us a little of that story, and then we'll go to the prayer mountain thing. Uh, you know, my home place is called Kambata. On that Kambata region, we have uh, a mountain called Ambaricho. Ambaricho is the uh, the largest mountain, or it has high peak, which is about 10,000 feet above sea level. So on the top of that mountain, my people group, which has now about 1 million population, I don't know at that time, uh, you know, this people group considered this witch doctor as, as a, a creator god or are provider of everything, provider of life, provider of rain, provider of, you know, anything, you know. For that reason, our people group really worship him. For that reason, they go up to the top of this mountain. It takes about five hours, four hours to climb up to the top of that mountain. It, this witch doctor has huge, huge celebration. Maybe 10,000 or 20,000, 30,000 people gather together. So he is... He has power actually. He has power to kill. He has power even to bring rain. He has power to stop rain. You know, he has power. Many things. Our people do not know God. Even they consider him that he is next. He is, he is a God who can be mediated to the God who is living in far, far. That means they consider God is far. This is the God who can mediate with him and who can do everything. So what happened was, you know, Christians during communism really suffered a lot, prayed a lot. God started breaking the power of this witch doctor. Some, some say it is about 17 generation, but uh, when I interviewed him, the witch doctor, you know, he is the 22nd. As we continued praying, 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 God broken the power of that witch doctor spirit, and the 22nd witch doctor became a Christian. Amen. He became a Christian. So the very place where he was worshipped became a prayer center. Uh, so it was in 21 years ago, it was about five people started you know, praying up there. And you know, that grew from five to ten, twenty, hundred. Mm -hmm. It was it was, it was 21 years ago, you know, uh, we started with 500 people. We came together. We started praying. Now, on top of the mountain. On the top uh, of the mountain, yeah. We climbed the mountain. Yeah, yes, we climbed the mountain. hours to yeah. climb it and, yeah. and pray up there. Yeah, yeah. About 500. About 500. So we said, please, why, why don't you come next year? That grew up to 10,000. 10,000? 10,000. The second year, 20,000, 30,000, 50,000. By this time, maybe minimum 100,000 people are gathering every January 19, because January 19 is a Christian holiday. So we go up there and we pray for the revival of our nation and beyond for Africa, as well as for the revival of America, Europe, uh, the, rest of the rest of the world. We pray on the all flags of the nations of the world, because we want really, you know, the nations to be converted and, you know, the, know the, the come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And also revival would take every place in the world before the second coming of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, I just want to stop for a moment because I don't know if let people just uh, uh, soak that in. A hundred thousand people yeah. every January 19th yeah. gather they walk, climb four hours yes. up a mountain was, and meet yes. to pray and seek the face of God. That's right. Uh, so yeah, 
Well, you know, one of the things, I have a friend whose father was martyred. He was a missionary in Philippines, and a bomb went off and killed him. And uh, I was talking to him about it, and I asked him, I said, what do you remember about your father? And he said something very interesting. He said, my father would talk about the Great Commission all the time, the go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. He said, but my father used to say, before Jesus gave the Great Commission, he brought the disciples on a mountain. Mm -hmm. And he said, not many people want to climb the mountain. Mm -hmm. He said, but those who wanted to climb the mountain were willing to go and make disciples. Mm -hmm. But you have 100,000 people climbing a mountain to pray and seek God together. Yeah, you know the mountain, you know, if you see in the Bible, you know, uh, Elisha was on the mountain. Yeah. Uh, Moses was on the mountain. He, you know, he took the Ten Commandments on the mountain. <laughs> Jesus went up to the mountain. You know, transfiguration took place on the mountain. You know, mountain is, you know, in the Bible as well as in the, in the, in the Old Testament as well as in the New Testament. So, you know, and also, as you said, you know, you know, Jesus, you know, called his disciples, uh, to, took them to the mountain olive and, you know, he went, you know, he ascended, he, he ascended to heaven from the top of the mountain. Actually, I have impression about the mountain. You know, when I, I go up to the mountain, I really feel dominion. That's why, you know, the, the demonic powers always want to control, you know, high places. Mm-hmm. So if we really take over the high places, it is in one way, it is, you know, part of dominion. You know, you know, in our country, I, uh, I love many people, you know, hiking to the mountains. Yeah. But they go up there and hiking, they come back. But that makes me, does not feel me, that <laughs> does not make me feel good. Because if you go up there, you must pray. Because, uh, you must pray. Because Jesus prayed on the mountain. Moses prayed on the mountain. Elisha prayed on the mountain. You know, even, you know, in the Old Testament, Jeroboam, you know, he erected, you know, idols on the mountain. And he misled them from, from God. You know, you know, the enemy wants the mountain. So that's, that's why we are seriously considering. And also one impression. I was in India. I, I, I went as a missionary to India. I saw almost many high mountains. You know, high mountains are, uh, I saw many temples up there. You know, I saw how, uh, how Satan is very, very serious about the mountain. So we must take you know, this mountains for the glory of God and for the... And you know, it's something you said, and I just want to maybe make a quick application. We'll please, get back to the story because the story gets even more exciting. <laughs> the, uh, there are a lot of people, you said something, a lot of people going hiking. You know what? There are Christians listening to this who are going to go hiking somewhere here in America. Take that time yes. to spend alone with God and yeah. meet with God. Uh, I love to go out and, and that place. My, my grandmother used to meet, go under the trees and meet with God. Just being out wow. in nature, wow. seeing the handiwork of God, the splendor of God, the glory right. of God, That's and right. just go and pray and seek the face of God. So now, let's, let's, let's move on with this story because it gets exciting even more. I, I know the, what's happening here, so I want you to know uh, what's going on. But you have all these people going up on the mountains, but something happened with your daughter that added another element Wonderful. to this. So tell us about that. You know, my daughter, who is now 31 years, who's 31 years old, at her age of 14, she followed us and she went us to the top of that mountain. When she went there, 
what happened was she was very hungry because the whole day we fast and pray. She climbed four hours up and also she, you know, she, she descended and she was very hungry. So she came up with an idea with her friends collecting money. So every month they gather together, they pray for this mountain prayer and, you know, they collect money. They have got about 10 about dollars and 20 cents collection. Ask her, why are you collecting this money? You know, last time we were very hungry, thirsty, and so on and so forth. This time we do not want to be hungry. We want to buy snacks and food and so on and so forth. We want to enjoy after prayer. You know, why don't you give for mission? You know, she, she just, you know, because she is so serious every time. We, anything I say, she is so serious, you know. You know, okay, we divided this money a little bit more, you know, $5.20 for you and for mission. So with $5, we want to enjoy food. So I received that money. So I asked God, what am I going to do? You know, God spoke to me, you must begin sending out missionaries. Oh God, it is impossible. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want this responsibility. God challenged me. I also brought this idea to my wife. My wife and I also agreed on that. I brought the second year to the audience. They brought about $70 amount of money. We said, this is seed money. The second year we will be sending missionaries to the unreached part of the country and beyond. The second year people came up with the whole amount of one, one year salary of one missionary. Wow. We started sending out the first missionary uh, in 2004. Hmm. The second year it, the number grew up to three. The third year five. Today we are supporting over 250 missionaries <laughs> all over the country, especially working among unrich people groups. 90% of these missionaries are working among Muslim communities. Wow. So it started with prayer. Yes. It started actually with suffering, persecution. Yes, persecution. So uh, then, then which drove you to pray. Yes. And then prayer, uh, as you've had this incredible prayer movement, which mm -hmm. I think is perhaps one of the greatest prayer movements in all the world today. You have this great prayer movement, and, and now it's turning into a missionary movement. That's right. and, and, you know, it's so biblical because Jesus told his disciples, tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high, That's and right. then, then you're to go <laughs> yeah. and preach the gospel to the nation. So right. uh, what, what a, a, a tremendous thing. Now, you, you were talking about the, the missionaries that you're now sending. Yes, and, yes. and that's a great movement, how you've gone from one to 250 yes. missionaries. Yes. But give us one story. I know you've told me a story about an imam who okay. came to Christ. So give yeah. us one story of a missionary about that. So. I, yeah, you know, I have a motto. That motto it says, when we pray, God works. If we don't pray, we work. Yeah. So we don't, work, we don't want to work by ourselves. But... When we pray, God works. You know, there is one imam to whom, you know, Jesus appeared to him. You know, in the, in the, in the, in the dream, Jesus gave him a book. That was book was actually a Bible. When Jesus gave him, he rejected. I don't want to accept. You know, finally, you know, he accepted, took that book. And, you know, and he woke up. He saw this is dream. You know, secretly, he went and he bought the Bible. He read it from the, from Genesis up to Revelation, he became a Christian by himself. Mm. Now he became a missionary. <laughs> so he went to one community and he told, he told it to the, 
He told it to another imam who has a mosque in front of his house. You know, it is possible to, to have a mosque uh, for your own self or for your community or whatever. So, you know, when he shared about Jesus Christ and about the dream he had and, you know, the influence God had in his life, you know, finally that imam also became a Christian. Wow. And also he gave that mosque to be a church. <laughs> and, and also he became the leader for that mosque. Yeah. So, no, I mean for, for, for the new church. Yeah. So that is, uh, I'm so much thankful that now God is changing mosques into churches. Amen, amen. That, uh, you know, I think these kind of things that happen can only be explained by prayer. That's right. It's by God working. And here, right. he, what happened to him was God, Jesus, That's came right. yes. and revealed himself to him. Yes. So, I mean, this this is a tremendous. And so you, you have, and right now, you you go to universities and work with prayer movements yes. and you go to various places. Tell us a little about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I think even recently Christianity today, you know, you just wrote uh, that God, the second, the, the you know, in the, in the near future, the largest mission force will be from Ethiopia. That is, I think that is right. I hope that will be right. Because in Ethiopia, in Ethiopian church, 82% of the congregation is youth. So that is... Uh, 82% are young the people. Are young people in the church. And also there is amazing, amazing movement. For example, in Ethiopia, we have about over 45,000 university Christian students. So we have about 42 universities and about 168 campuses. But I go to most of these universities and campuses and I train them on prayer movement and on mission. That mission is called professional mission movement. So these are doctors, these are engineers, agriculturists, you know, every kind of, you know. You know, when you see them, uh, to be honest, let me tell you something. You know, amazing revival is going on in secular universities than seminaries. <laughs> <laughs> because these people are very passionate. You know, they are very humble. You know, they know the only thing they know is they, the, the, about their, you know, lacking knowledge and their passion to Jesus. They pray a lot. You know, I have been to many universities and amazing revival is going on. So far, I have trained, maybe I have trained, maybe I don't know, just only graduates. So far, I have trained about 5,000 or more, you know, graduates from universities. And most of them are just doing wild things, wild things, wherever they go, in hospitals, in rural settings, in cities, even, even, even in our country now, in top position, there are Christians. Yeah. There are many Christians. Right. Yeah. And I might just insert here, because you are so humble, you wouldn't say it yourself, but I introduce you as Dr. Desta. You have a doctorate degree yeah. from uh, Western. Tell yeah. us uh, just where you got your, yeah. when and where you got yeah. your doctorate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, actually my first degree was in physics mm -hmm. in Ethiopia, in Addis Ababa University. And after that, you know, I worked. Actually, I have got God's call on my life uh, while I was grade 11 student. But I've been praying for many years. You know, I worked for the government for 12 years. After that, you know, God brought the right time. I went to Singapore. I did master's in missions in Singapore. After that, I came back to Ethiopia. I started missionary training college, missionary training program. I directed and taught for six years. After that, I came to United States of America, to Portland, Oregon. I studied 
Doctor of Missiology at Western Seminary yeah. in Portland, Oregon. Yes, and we're very, I'm, I will share with you, I'm very familiar there. I, I oh, pastored wow, in uh, wow. Portland for a while, and we Wonderful. had a number of people from the seminary who came to our church, and so it was a great <laughs> seminary. And, and I'm just so thankful that God has given you this vision, and I, I believe that, you know, God wants to use Ethiopia to impact the whole world for Christ. And of course, especially that region that you're in there, I, I believe. I believe what he's doing is for more than Ethiopia. I believe it's for Ethiopia, but for more than Ethiopia. And uh, so, right now, most of your missionaries are going to the unreached areas of Ethiopia. Yeah. And and then perhaps one day they'll be able to go to other parts of Africa, and then yes. who knows, the rest of the world. That's right. You, you know, if, if it is my strong conviction that God has preserved Ethiopia for something. Great, because this country has undergone so many sufferings. Maybe because of maybe because of that suffering, we have spiritual giants. I can say we have so many godly women who are prayer warriors. We have so many godly men who are prayer warriors. So God has been, as you said, suffering brought prayer. Prayer is bringing out, you know, you, you know, mission revival, and from that revival, mission is coming up. Even if you go, as I train, you know, in universities, many of them tell, tell me that, you know, one day I'll be missionary to, uh, to, to, to uh, Arab countries or Arab Emirates or India or China or whatever, you know. So we have also, you know, some denominations, big denominations have started sending out missionaries to China, to Pakistan, to India, even to South America as well. So, and also AIPM is now going to send a missionary outside Ethiopia as well. So, all of our missionaries are working among unreached people groups of groups of Ethiopia. We have over 85 different language, linguistic, and you know cultural, uh, cultural, culturally and linguistically different people groups in Ethiopia. So that's where we are sending them. So one of the things that I see today personally is that the world is going to the world because the world is in the world, right. and then you go to countries and you find people from all over. It's no longer just a national. You find people uh, right here in the city where I live. In any city in America, you will find people from right. numerous language and right. uh, nationalities. Right. And, and, and so the world is in the world, but the ones who are going to reach the world are the ones who pray. Yes. And so uh, <laughs> what you have done, and, and you said something to me, and I, you know, in private here we were talking, that the revival, nobody could take credit for it. It was just popping up all over. Mm-hmm. What your place has been is to organize it, mm-hmm. the prayer movement. That's right. That, that's that right. God has yes. been doing. So you've yeah. been organizing that's, these prayer that's me- right. movements. That's it. And, and so let's close by asking this question. If you have one thing that you would want to say, first of all, to Christians in America, you studied here, so you know America, what would be your message to Christians in America? Uh, to Christians in America, uh, we are always thankful for American churches because they send their sacrificially sent missionaries to our country, not only our country, all of the world. And because of American Christians and churches, really God has brought amazing, shining light of the gospel. But when today, when I see churches, we became weak. Some churches closed. 
some churches just taken up by something i'm really that makes me really very 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 much broken in my heart but what i believe is if we humble ourselves and if we come down on our knees and begin crying before god really god will bring revival Amen. to american churches so it is not too late for god to bring america back to god and also bring revival in this nation this is my humble humble just prayer and also request for american churches and christians please just decide uh, to spend a day or whatever come together pastors with pastors or churches with churches coming together praying god will bring revival Amen. because god is generous god good god gracious god and he will he he loves america i know he loves america he wants america uh, he loves our people and he wants to send revival more than we want revival if we would just join him yes, in, in, right. in what he wants. Right. Okay, so that's the first question. This is the last question. Okay. We have people from the Philippines, from Nigeria, from Ghana, from India, from Kenya, from Uganda, with thousands who are watching this okay. right now. Okay, what would you say to the people in those countries? Uh, people who came from Nigeria or from all over the world, please, this is my message. Uh, this is maybe you have you came here maybe looking for good job, good living, and so and so forth. So the first thing I want to say, please don't lose your first love of Christ because of materialism or whatever you know, and also don't cut your prayer life. Mm -hmm. Continue. Uh, I have seen even from many Ethiopians who came from Ethiopia, they have stopped praying. They do not have the same prayer life which they had in Ethiopia. Please, for, you know, for, for diaspora people who are living in America, please continue praying for this nation. Amen. Continue praying for your personal lives, for your children, for your nations as well. And also, please pray that God would use you for his glory and for the salvation and the blessing of this nation as well as you know, the rest of the world as well. Amen. Thank you so much. And by the way, uh, on the screen, you can see right now the uh, uh, an address where you can make contact with Dr. Desta if you want to know more, get involved, help support what they're doing. Uh, I, I hope that you will because uh, God is doing something special. He's raising up. You know, there's some special places in the world where God is at work. Uh, China, God is doing a great thing. Iran, God is doing a great thing. But those places, we can't go in and talk to people because it's too dangerous. But here, Ethiopia is one of those places. And, and Dr. Dessa has been able to come and share with us. And so I hope you will take advantage of this, make contact with him. Just pray. If nothing else, pray for what, what God is doing there. And if, you, if you're able to make contact and help them, uh, do what God has given them to do by raising up a, a mission movement that's an outgrowth of a prayer movement, you do that. God bless you. Thank you for being with us, and we look forward to sharing with you again. We hope you've been encouraged. If you'd like to hear more, visit sammytippett.org. There you'll hear podcasts, watch daily devotionals, and obtain books by Sammy that will ignite your faith, your love of family, 
and a passion to reach others.